to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast, the show that empowers you to redefine the life you want and live your best life now. I'm your host, Francine Belly, and I show purpose-driven entrepreneurs and professionals a powerful pathway to become thought leaders in their field, attract their ideal clients, and impact millions of people globally. So don't get fooled. It hasn't always been that way. I went from being a frustrated and unfulfilled corporate employee to living a globe-trotting lifestyle, doing what I love, speaking across the world, and being featured in top media publications. I am on a mission to help a million entrepreneurs and professionals to become thought leaders in their industry by leveraging the power of personal branding. Join me and my guests every Tuesday for inspirational stories and practical strategies to get more meaning in your work and in your life, make the money you deserve, and lead a movement to change the world. So today I'm so excited to have on the show Carlotta Tate Olason. I hope that I'm pronouncing that well. So she has worked across Europe and Africa developing health intervention as health psychologist. And she's also an expert therapist, an anti-aging mentor, founder and editor of and Lender, she's going to pronounce that better than me, and Lender Magazine, the first digital English magazine in Iceland, which showcase experts. So hi, Carlotta. Welcome to the Meaningful Work, Meaningful Life podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And even me can't say the word properly. <laughs> Ireland Magazine, the word means foreign. It's oh. also an Icelandic name, and also it means foreigner. Okay. So, it is a difficult language, so don't worry. It's Can still... you repronounce that for me again? No, it's Ireland the magazine. Ireland okay. the magazine. So the Ireland mean uh, foreign, and it's also a name of a person, name of a man. Oh, okay. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay. So on that note, before we go further into our conversation, tell us in your own words what you currently do. Okay. So I wear many hats. So other than editing and uh, the Atlanta magazine, the editor and the founder, I, which I work with me and my daughter to produce the magazine every other month. I, my background is in health psychology. At the moment, I am a therapist and I really um, love everything around expats. Um, so I work with expats as a therapist and I am a anti-aging mentor. I help people to age well. I myself, I'm 50 and I know I have not 10 years off my life. I, you know, <laughs> you my definitely age, look my like age, 20. <laughs> of my, my, my age. So um, so I help people to, to stay young and youthful. Mm. And in terms of working with expat as a therapist, I would say I... I went into that niche because I myself is an expat originally from Jamaica, moved to London, then moved to Iceland. And while working across Africa and, and you know living in different places, I realized that to be an expat, you have to have resilience. And there's so much that we go through as expats. So I've been working with expats for quite a while. And I just decided that I just want to focus my work around expats. So that's yes. what 
magazine is focusing on expats, my work in, in health and, and wellness, and also I've just created a directory where expats can list their business and services. So I'm known as the expert for expats. Wow, wow. That is wonderful. I love that. I love the fact that, you know, you took all your experience and your life experience and then really use that uh, to actually become now what you are doing uh, uh, in your business. That's wonderful. Tell me, why, what would you say is your purpose right now? Well, I, I found out my purpose quite a long time ago. My purpose is to help people increase their quality of life. Quality of life is a big term, but I, I have driven, um, I've driven myself to the point whereby I remember growing up in Jamaica, I was super dyslexic. So I didn't even read properly until I was in my, I think my, in my teenage years. And then I used to be a little bit sickly, you know, very skinny, a little bit sickly. And, uh, I realized that I needed to help myself increase my quality of life. So I find different strategies of, of, of coping with dyslexia, different strategies of coping with illness. And then later on, I went to study psychology because I realized that it wasn't just the whole biological aspect of me not understanding what was happening to me because I was a bit, you know, sickly. But there were other factors that was contributing to me um, not feeling well most of the time so there was uh, social factors psychological factors and also purpose factors so while studying health psychology i realized that this module called the biopsychosocial module i was using it to help me as a person develop and then later on i had the purpose bit onto it and i realized that if i get all these elements together i was increasing my quality of life so I'm just, and then I start thinking, what if I use that to help other people increase their quality of life? So the method, so I call it a BPSP, I mean, biologically, psychologically, um, socially, and purpose. Meaning, biologically, I'm talking about the, your, you, the, the physical you, your genetics, your age, your gender. Socially, meaning your friend, your environment, your work, your socioeconomic status and social support. Psychologically, I'm talking about your beliefs, your emotion, coping skills, mental health, purpose mean your mission, your values, your behavior, your passion. So if you get all these core things together, your quality of life will somewhat be increased. Wow, I love that. I really love that. We're going to come back to that in a moment. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, you are really making it, uh, you have created something that is very holistic and uh, including these uh, biological, psychological, social and purpose all together. So that is uh, really, really well. Uh, before we get to that, though, um, so I'd like us to tell us what is one thing that people don't know about you? Mm. Okay, because um, I'm not always out there. You know, we talked about this before that I am I am an um, I'm an introvert. I'm pretty shy. Okay, and uh, maybe this is why I haven't done like live Facebook live, um, Instagram live. I'm trying to break that out. I I am um, I'm an introvert. I'm pretty shy, and a lot of people don't know this about me. I'm pretty tech savvy. 
I'm also I'm all into these NFTs and all of that. Are you okay? This is another conversation we had to yeah, have so, because and, I'm also and, exploring those NFT and web yes. stuff at the moment. Yeah, Bitcoin, so I'm oh, pretty wonderful. So if you look at the magazine, you'll see. Um, okay. I, I do it myself, and yes, yeah, so other than that, I'm an introvert and a bit shy. And oh, pretty... are you going to have your own NFTs sometime soon? And I'm secretive as well. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't know. I, um, yes, and I, am I supposed to be vulnerable at this moment? Because there's another thing that a lot of people don't know. I like to stay inside. <laughs> I, I, I stay in a lot. And I think a lot of people who are introverts or creative people, they, they're not that outgoing, but I can, I can, I can fake it at least. Cause mm. now I, you know, I'm, I'm talking a lot now and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think because, as I said before, when I was growing up, I didn't know that I was dyslexic and I and I was always not sure if somebody's gonna ask me to read somebody, somebody's gonna read something or somebody's gonna ask me to spell something. So I've always tried to hide, mm. um, hide behind different creative aspects of mm. doing things. So, and then I find different coping ways. But what helped me later on in life to help me with dyslexia? Dyslexia is um, quite strange. It was NLP, it was 2017. Um, I met a lady called Lanka and um, she was telling me about NLP and I went to, I don't know how people are doing these seven days NLP course. I think I did it for like three months, the whole in-depth NLP. and then I wanted to become an NLP practitioner for myself. And I don't really use it, you know, much, you know, then, but now I use it incorporated in my therapy, but it helped me. Mm. With my spelling. That is wonderful. But you know that NLP now, especially those tech savvy, if you're in tech savvy, doesn't also mean neuro-linguistic programming, right? It l- means uh, natural language. Yes. Uh, processing so <laughs> so on yes. the other side is the psychological uh, NLP that yes. you were actually yes uh, using um yeah so yeah so that's really wonderful actually you know to actually being able to transcend actually what actually was your first issue to be able to really master that at some stage and really now as we say although you are an introvert person you are able to also act extrovert, <laughs> uh, you know, when when it's necessary um, to do that. So, and again, those are like, um, you know, skills that we can develop. So even people who are introverts, sometimes people tell me that they are introvert, therefore what can they do? I say, you can learn also. It doesn't mean that you have to become extrovert, you, but you can learn some of the skills that are going to help you to achieve your goals, like speaking and being putting yourself out there on social media. Because if you have a bigger vision, people need to see you. <laughs> people, so, um, so that's wonderful. Now, let's go back to your BPSP. You're going to break that down for us a little bit more. Um, you know, I know that you do some reverse aging. So Tell us a little bit more about the process that you go through and give us also a case study or an example so then we can really understand how Mm -hmm. it works. I would just give myself as an example. That would be wonderful. I told you I'm 50 and I, and I like I said, I'm 40. 
So, so for some of our listeners, we can't see you. Hopefully, you can see her on the video on the YouTube channel later. <laughs> if yeah, you're so, watching that, if you're listening that on a podcast. <laughs> okay. So I am the case study. And I, I, I have a friend called Linda in Iceland. She's also a case study as well. So while I was studying, you know, health psychology, I, I remember I told you before I studied up, to, I studied up to doctorate level. I didn't finish my doctorate because I went to get a fantastic job across Africa. I wouldn't regret it. But I fall in love with the biopsychosocial module. And and I decided, and, and I've been using it in different areas. So the, the biopsychosocial psychosocial module that I use in terms of this whole anti-aging mentoring thing that I'm doing at the moment, a lot of, I also bring in the purpose module. So let's talk about the purpose, the, the whole purpose. Yeah. Purpose mean your mission, your vision, and your calling. Okay. And, and if you break that down, it also means your values, your behavior, your passion, your goal, strategies, commitment, strength, faith, and all of that. Mm -hmm. Then social, for me, this, the social aspect of this means your, your social environment could be um, your work environment, your home environment, relationship, friends, uh, your husband, wife, and your social support. Then the biological part, it's your own physical health, your genetics, your age, your gender, um, maybe if you're on medication or, or not on medication, we take that in consideration as well. Then psychologically, okay, your coping strategy, your mental health, your self-esteem, your belief, emotional health, attitude, your um, maybe if you have any post-trauma and your coping skills. Okay, so now, for me, this is the case study. For me, and if my ex-husband is watching, my apology. <laughs> so at one point, <laughs> yeah, but I remarried again. Anyway, because I'm glamorous. Um, at one point, <laughs> um, I was in a relationship that was aging me. Mm -hmm. Stress aged. Mm. So I, I was aging, aging a bit. So that was one. And then another time I was in a job. So all of this that I'm, that I'm giving a case study on was to do with social. So on another instant, I was in a job that was also stressful and aging me. And then I was in an environment that was also, I feel, aging me. So when I said a relationship, so not that a relationship was toxic or anything it's just different we had you know we're going in different directions and there were kids involved then in terms of the work um i have a, i had a very stressful boss you know he wanted she wanted things at this point she would call you late in the night didn't get enough sleep and then i was in a working environment that it was very competitive and stuff like that then i realized that i was aging wasn't getting enough sleep. So guess what? Biologically, um, I'm already thin, right? I was withering away. So physically, uh, it was affecting me. So that's the biological aspect. Then uh, um, I realized that sometime, oh, maybe I need to get, take medication because um, I wasn't feeling 
uh, 100% after I went to the doctor. So health-wise, I wasn't sleeping good. I was, wasn't eating good. So everything to do with work and family um, was causing a biological effect, okay? Then um, it triggers down to, uh, to the psychological aspect. So I was, wasn't able to cope. I was thinking, what's happening? I can't cope with so many things going on, work, um, I'm getting ill. And, and, and um, so I had, I had issues coping my emotional state. Uh, at one point I was like, I went to the shopping mall and I couldn't go down the escalator. I panicked, I, I had to find a stairs. I went to buy it and I'm like, what's happening? So I, I panicked. I had to go home and go in bed. I stayed in bed like for two days. All depression was coming in. Then I'm just thinking what all every, everything that I was doing was just around work. So I realized that I didn't have, I had a passion for, for working with people and, 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 and doing health intervention. But my passion was, and my purpose was set aside because all my focus on my work and, 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 and my family environment. So I was trying to fix that. And then I remember um, my grandmother saying to me, you know, sometimes you reminisce, my grandmother saying to me always, always do something that is bigger than you. In life, you know, everybody say, oh, I'm helping you find your purpose. Who, nobody can really help anybody find their purpose. It comes from inside. Your purpose is connected to, um, his purpose is connected to God. He has downloaded your purpose inside you. And your purpose always linked to your skills and your passion and what drives you and what pain, whose pain you're feeling. So I remember my grandmother said, always have, you know, have a purpose or vision or something. And I think, you know what? I really would never like this happening to somebody else. You know, people not knowing what to do or my quality of life wasn't, not, I mean, I was okay financially, I was okay, I have a job and everything, but my quality of life was not 100%. So in terms of your quality of life, we always, I know everybody's talking about mental health and mental health, but how are you gonna fix the mental health when at work there is issues there? How are you gonna fix the mental health when you're sick? So you have to take the, the person holistically. You have to understand their biological aspect of them, the social aspect, the psychological. And then I brought in the purpose. So, so, what, so let's go to the purpose. And I'm giving myself an example now. So I found a real purpose that, you know what? I wanna help other people increase their quality of life. And especially people who are expats, because if I had my, my extended family near me, I mean, oh, I'm alone in Europe, I'm alone in, in virtually in Iceland, oh, no, you know, sisters, brothers. So it's kind of a bit tricky. So I, I wake up in the morning and I think, you know what, this is my purpose. I'm going to help people who are expats increase their quality of life. So I'm driven by that purpose. So everything I'm doing is around that purpose. So, so that's the case study. So now each day, sometimes I say, where am I at? Am I okay biologically? Okay, yes. I'm okay on the social level, yes. I'm okay psychologically, yes. I'm okay purpose. So I feel, okay, I'm good. So that's my, that's my module, that's my theory. It's all based on science. Yeah, I love that.
I love that. I love the fact that, you know, you gave us all those uh, very specific examples, how you do that. And there's something also you say, you say nobody can help, it can help you find your purpose. But if you are stuck somewhere and you still really can't find and figure out what's your purpose, how do you help people? You know, because if, if nobody can help you find your purpose, how, how is it possible? How, how can you find it then? If you are if you are struggling to find it, okay. Can 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 somebody help you find air? You know you breathe. You know you breathe in air. Yeah, you. Nobody can help you find it. It is there. But we but we like say so. For example, if you go to the hospital and you start breathing, they can. You know they can help you they it's the air is there but they can lead you to it so we can lead somebody people can lead you but it's a, you have already got your purpose your purpose is downloaded in you when you were born in this earth yeah. download from god but other people if you don't know it people can lead you okay for example if i want to if i say i want to go to germany okay i actually okay yes i know i want to go to germany um uh, and I and I say I'm in front. I'm in uh, say Italy, and I want to drive over. I know my destination, but I would like somebody to to show me. I know I want to go to Germany, but I would like somebody to lead me. So we all have we know our purpose, but sometimes we need somebody to to just help us to to open it, open that door. Yeah. Because, um, I know maybe it sounds controversial when I say, oh, I, nobody helped you to find your purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like nobody, as I said, nobody can help you to find air that you that you breathe is there, but it's it's just there. Your purpose is there, yeah. but somebody can lead you to it. Yeah, I can see the, the nuance. That is what I wanted to point out that yes. it's not that people can't help you or yes. leads you to yes. find what is right in front of you actually but sometimes we get lost but you yes. know somebody else will come along and say hey have you look at here and then obviously the person didn't help you find your purpose as you say the purpose unlock. is in yours unlock exactly unlock that yes i love that i love that yes that, no, that, I use that word. we can yeah. help you unlock it unlock it Unlock it. Remember, purpose is a mission and a vision that only you have it in here. That's it. And That's it all right. leads to your passion, your values, your goals. So, um, but somebody can help you unlock yeah, it. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Which actually just uh, also leads me to the great resignation, actually, which is the topic, uh, the focus of uh, this season. Um, you know, that may be the environment and social aspect. So, as you know, a lot of people in Western Europe are really max exod. You know, there is a mass exodus of uh, the workplace because they, you know, can't um, take it anymore. They don't want bad bosses. They don't want uh, to be overworked, overloaded. Um, and therefore, you know, with this pandemic, they have the time to think about what is the most important thing for them and just resigning in mass. So um, what is your opinion or your perspective on this uh, great resignation and uh, how actually people can um, use that actually to <laughs> reverse aging, actually? <laughs> I, you know, it's known as the it's big opportunity concern. to reverse aging during the great resignation. <laughs> Well, well, 
you know, this is my thing. So, well, some people are call it the, calling it the big quit. I yeah. <laughs> listen, COVID, COVID is a blessing in disguise for many. I think a lot of people wanted to quit a long time ago because people are now realizing, you know what is less our health, our well-being, the overall well-being is very important. And people want to increase their quality of life, everybody. And people now have realized, you know what? We we can we can work remotely. And especially women, we want a work-life balance. And it's and I've looked at some of the statistics. A lot of women have decided to um to resign to voluntary resign because that's what the whole big resignation is about people are, are not just say quitting they're voluntary going in and said look I, I i don't want this job i quit and and the employers need to wake up and see that look you know we're not robots and and people have uh people have a life outside of work so you see remember the case study i tell you this woman was pushing me a lot and I was stressed. So it affected me, it affected my family, it affected, you know, many years psychologically. So people were in jobs they hated. People were having, people are still in jobs they hate, but they have to be in. People are having um, mental, mental breakdown, emotional breakdown, and then they just reach a point to say, look, we want to do things differently. The world has changed. So in, in, in terms of um, workplace settings, I feel that they need to review a lot of things in terms of well-being, health, well-being within the workplace, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep happening. People are going to want work-life balance. So this, this big, um, big quit or the great resignation is because people have wised up and realized, you know what, I've got only one body. And I need to take care of it. And if you want to, to stay youthful, I'm not saying yeah, I'm not saying oh yes, you're gonna live forever. But if you want to stay youthful and you want to um, to be strong, then um, you have to think of think about your physical well-being, your psychological well-being. Because if psychologically you're not okay, you ain't gonna want to go and exercise. And if you can't exercise, then you know. It's gonna. You're gonna have issues. For example, you want to. You want to tell you another uh, case study during COVID. A friend of mine, he had COVID. This is a guy that liked to go to the pub. Anyway, go to the pub all the time. He had COVID. He recovered, and he he called me and he's saying, you know what? I'm feeling. I've recovered, but I still have symptoms. I'm feeling very ill. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm in the house every day. Nobody's calling me. And then. You know, he's starting to get really depressed because he's a social being. He's a person who would like to be around his friends and family. So his social environment was taken away. And his biological, the whole biological aspect of him, he had issues then psychologically. So for him, all these three things were out of sync. Mm -hmm. Then I asked him, so what do you do? What do you, what do you do doing? What do you do for, for fun? Do you have any hobbies or do you, what do you, you know, what is that big thing? What's your big mission? What's your big calling? It's like the purpose bit, you know? And he's like, yeah, I always like painting. I'm like, I want you to put a lot of energy there. So he started putting his, a lot of energy. He wakes up in the morning, you know, get energy and he start painting. 
and then you realize oh i'm doing painting then he you know will show some friends then he start painting then he had then he decided okay he's just gonna have this mini course hooked up with some people on zoom start painting socially start interacting then you realize oh he's feeling better you know his body feeling better more stronger and then his mental states change so he had a purpose so when you're purpose driven it can also help you socially biologically and psychologically this is why i bring the whole purpose into this whole module mm, I love that. I love that. It's look a little bit like actually when you look at all those four components, when you are stuck, you can leverage on at least one of them to get you unstuck somehow and, you know, make it uh, make the other three actually back in sync. Right. In your uh, friend's example of your still you find you could leverage on his purpose and that actually puts that reaction chain and put him back i love that i love that what do you think that employers perhaps can do to improve this well-being for those employees who are kind of um, feeling overstressed and overworked at the moment what, what what kind of you know measures or you know help can they provide to to people to stay actually it also depends on the capacity of the company i i feel okay i like do you notice a lot of these tech companies they have these this nice room that people can yes the the bean bags and they 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 are um you know uh how do you call that the baby foot we say that in french but i know that in english they don't call it baby foot <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. i feel that you know what let's i'm not saying to let everybody be themselves the whole um okay the, we spend so much time at work we should feel comfortable at work and I feel having having like uh, an environment where people can be open, an environment where people can express themselves, and in an environment that doesn't push on perfection. Okay, and also um, maybe have have a day away. You know, in some company they have a away day whereby you know management could interact with workers or they can even maybe once a month or every two months bring in uh, somebody who deals with mental uh, mental health and well-being just to make sure the well-being of their of the staff is okay but if it's a small company try to i would say minimize stress and perfectionism this is for me this is it the whole the whole concept of perfectionism and also a lot um, a lot of especially younger people in terms of coping mechanism it's not like me i'm so i feel i'm resilient because i was brought up in 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 jamaica where you have to be resilient and whereby no you know no is no these kids nowadays the, in the millenniums and and the generation z they don't know no so when they hear no or or if a, if a manager raise a voice or something like that it's it's they can't cope so I think um, many yes managers need to do their point but their point their part but workers also they need to go in with their own with expectation but also they need to realize it's a working environment that they can change as well and influence um, and what well, about and look at the culture of the company you're going into a company research the culture before you enter because you can bring change as well.
So it's a two-way thing. So we, I'm, I'm very controversial because I don't believe it's always the employee. It's a two-way thing. It's yeah. A yeah. I love that. I love your perspective. And there's, uh, also, uh, it's true that, you know, employee employees also have their power to play. So, you know, and, um, they can sometimes influence the culture. Sometimes they can't, but again, um, if they can't, so, you know, they can also cut perhaps their losses sometime, but it is about taking responsibility. It is about, you know, making sure that we are age, we have agency and we, we, we can influence, we can bring our some ideas and, uh, also find our way actually which actually is bringing me to the topic that i do uh, uh know well which is personal branding um you know when again inside when you build your personal brand you look at the mission your value your standards what you stand for and the values to make sure that you align to the organization and my question for you is that how important do you think it is that you know, personal branding, you know, how it is important to make sure that you have a strong understanding of your personal brand to actually go about doing meaningful work and live a meaningful life. Okay, every personal, okay, when you hear of like, for example, just do it, you think of Nike, is it? Every personal brand must have a mission, you know, why? Uh, why our mission so when it comes on to there's a lot of thing around branding yeah i i know about branding many years ago when i was in university and somebody was talking about branding and i said my brand is me the brand called me and i was just joking around that so in the term when it comes on to personal branding it's about your value and your mission um, I, I haven't even carved out a personal branding for myself, uh, but the other day, as um, a friend of mine would say, but Carlotta, you call yourself an expert for expats. That's a brand. I'm like, okay. So in terms of personal branding, you ha it has to align with your goal and your mission. You must. That's, that's how I feel. I'm not a branding expert but you are the branding expert there so when you see me the expert for expat <laughs> yeah yes I'm in that okay uh, i believe in that so that's i, I think that there are two kind of people people brand themselves without knowing they are branding themselves and people who do it consciously so what you have done as uh, your friends you know, did say it correctly, you branded yourself because you actually have aligned your passion, your vision and your values to create something that is, you know, uh, and you are now becoming known as experts for experts, which is what actually personal branding is all about. So, and uh, when we actually are doing something that align with our vision, our mission and our value, that is when we actually are doing meaningful work and do, living a meaningful life. So you are actually the definition of personal branding, even if you don't know actually that you're doing it consciously, you know, so sometimes it doesn't work for some people and they don't have a clue why it's not working. That is because there's no alignment 
between what they are doing and what we desire to do, actually. So this is where being conscious, having a very conscious um, way of understanding what really is my mission, what are my values, what are my purpose, does that align with what I'm doing? If not, then you can actually start to do something about that. So it happens that you actually did it without knowing. So that is wonderful, uh, uh, Carletta. So um, now we actually come to a place where I just wanted to know if there is a challenge, you had a challenging moment that you have encountered in life and what was your key learning toward that? Okay, challenging moment. Okay, okay, I'm very excited about this. I mean, <laughs> so, okay, my phone was ringing, my daughter is calling. So one of my challenging moment was when I first, the first time I went to Africa, okay? I didn't know, I don't know if it's a challenging moment or what, but I didn't know what to expect. Because um, this is, I'm a black person from Jamaica. Yeah, I should think different, but I didn't ex expect how I was received. Um, so, so it's it's a bit challenging and not. I didn't expect how I was re received by my own African people. I was received very well, but then I I was um, I was a little bit touched that the that I couldn't make the impact that I wanted to make when I was when I was working there and then so it was quite challenging for me because I wanted to change so many things that I personally couldn't change and and uh, I wanted to to help in a way that I didn't have the capacity and I left projects that unfinished because the, the organization that I was working with, I left the projects unfinished. And for me, it's to date, I still worry about, for example, I was working on a project with some girls in, in, in a particular area in Nigeria called whatever. And I just didn't finish the project because it was just something, you know, we had to do. And, and for me, I said it's a challenging moment because I still, feel I could have done more and I didn't complete what I wanted to complete. Mm. So the challenge, so I feel that was one of the most challenging moments for me is when I went to, to work in Africa. Um, I did do good work, but the but what I really wanted to do was to make impact and I didn't get to. And what was your key learning about that then? Oh, so, so one of the key learning for me is like, oh, you can't save the world. The other key learning was that be prepared don't expect too much because i expect that oh my god i'm going to do this and don't expect to don't i mean don't expect too too much out of a situation you don't know anything about mm -hmm. do your research and also don't um think because you are aligned with a group of people they're aligned with you because mm -hmm. I feel, okay, I'm Black Jamaican, I'm going to go there, they're going to accept me to do this, to do that. I wasn't all that accepted. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, but that was a learning. Mm -hmm. But then the second time when I went back, mm -hmm. I, I, I developed a different strategy. Mm -hmm. 
and this strategy i was more prepared i i didn't uh, i go with not i go with expectation but not over ex, you know over ex, over expect yeah and then yeah. the the final thing was that i decided that you know what i'll do what i can I, I can't save the world, but at least I do my part and and do my part and and, and leave a legacy. Because the thing is, whatever we're doing, when when I'm gone, what is what are they gonna what is it that I contribute to the earth? What is Carlotta known for? You know, it's not a yes, I love money, yes, it's about the money, but what is what impact have I made on this earth? What you know, what perp God has created me and bring me to the earth. What impact? What have I done on this earth? That when I'm when I'm gone, somebody can say Carlotta did that. Yeah, and what that is, what do you want to be remembered for, actually? Okay, I want to remember it for the woman who elevate expats. Because the to, for me, if you're an expat. You leave your own home country, and this is what people don't understand. You leave your own country, your birth country, and and seriously, expat and immigrant is the same word. Okay, <laughs> one is fancier than the other one. <laughs> exactly. One is just fancy. Okay, you know why? Because a British person go to France, they live for twenty years. They're twenty years. They're called an expat. Expat, exactly. If, if a if a girl from Jamaica go to France and live there twenty years, she's an, an immigrant. immigrant. It's the same thing, same word, same thing, okay? So I feel to pick up, go to a country, especially you don't know the language, or you, you pick up your kids and your family and move to another country and start over. Doesn't matter if you're from China or India, you start over. Seriously, give us credit. Yeah. Because most countries are built on and the, the, the hard work and the passion from expats or immigrants or whatever you're called. We need to get this credit. We mm -hmm. have done a lot. Yeah. yeah. I love that. We've done a lot. But who who is there championing us as expats? Mm -hmm. Every time we go to a country, we bring we're bringing spices. Mm -hmm. So funny. We bring Oops. spices. <laughs> know how to eat rice. Okay. Jerk chicken. <laughs> What now people are eating jollof rice, Chinese rice. Some people don't didn't know how that they could, you know, import coconut water. I mean coconut water in in, in Scandinavia or yam. My friend patient, she she had cassava, yam, and all these things in her shop in Iceland. And okras. And okra <laughs> and everything. Give us credit. People, this is why I'm passionate about cultural competency, cultural diversity, and cultural inclusion. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. when we talk about cultural inclusion, meaning accept people from different cultures, because you're bringing something to enhance your own culture. Mm -hmm. So you sit there and don't know the immigration or Im or are you saying expat, these people are packing up your country, please. <laughs> we're, adding, we're adding value. I love that. I love your passion, actually. I love you so much for saying that, actually. So it is really important, actually, what you're saying, you know, having that perspective that, you know, as you say, expat, immigrant, whoever, um, you know, when you leave your country to get into a new country, you know, it is like a huge deal. You know, you come there, you bring your culture, you bring 
so many different things to that culture. Um, and uh, yes, that should be celebrated. And I'm so glad that you brought up that up actually. So what would you say is the movement that you are creating? Okay, so the movement, okay, I'm creating two movements. Okay. <laughs> One, I'm passionate about expats. That yeah. we, mm -hmm. The movement is accept cultural diversity and cultural inclusion because mm -hmm. that's that's the reason why i started a london magazine in iceland because i just realized that they weren't um, a lot of people from different cultures in the media and i wanted to create yeah. something whereby they could be seen oh my gosh this person there is a jamaican lawyer there there is somebody else there from spanish countries she's a psychologist or you know to show to show different people from different cultures who are doing good work and then the magazine is now open to people from other countries. Yeah. So I want to create a, a movement that, okay, does it not just people who are celebrities or whatever to be seen in magazine. I want to create that anybody who have a story, hey, you want, you're an expat, you want to share your story? Okay, you can share your story in Ireland magazine. It's there for you. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the first number one movement. The second movement I want to promote that you can reverse aging mm -hmm. by looking after your your biology, your your social, your psychological, your purpose. You bring them together. You can. Mm -hmm. So, I'm here to help expats who want to showcase themselves to the world and and what they're doing, and also for anyone, especially people over forty like myself, who want to reverse age. Yeah, that Ooh. is wonderful. If I can do it, I mean, I can even walk and tell people I'm thirty. Yeah, that's true. I'll I'll believe you. <laughs> so tell me, Carlotta, knowing what you know now, which advice would you give your younger self to do more meaningful work and live a meaningful life? Okay, I would say take more risk. Mm. I would say take more risk and and put yourself out there more because I'm now just you know mm -hmm. put yourself out there more. And um, I used to do a lot of work for very influential people. And I run away from photographs, I stay in the back. I was even working with the former president of Nigeria, Abbas Sandro, I you know, worked with his foundation and I always stay at the background and many other people. But if I'd known, I would have said, hey, like people now are taking pictures, but as I, cause uh, you know, I'm an introvert, I just didn't want to. Yeah. But I would have put myself out more. Yeah, that is wonderful, wonderful. Now, any last piece of guidance that you'd like to pass on to our listeners to do more meaningful work and live a more meaningful life? I would say take care of yourself first. You cannot make impact if you're not making impact on your own self. Yeah. So you take care of yourself because that's what I did. I looked after myself, look after number one. It's quite selfish, but sorry. I tell my kids, God, me, then them. Because my mom did kids, 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 for them. not God, me, then them. So look after number one, and then everything will fall into place. If you're, if you're healthy, meaning you're biologically, you're healthy, psychologically, you're okay, socially, you have a social support, and you're driven by a purpose, come on, you're going to increase your quality of life. Hmm. That's my theory. I'm not saying, you know, that's my own theory that has worked for me. So that's it. Everybody have their own. But this mind can, is scientifically proven. That is wonderful. So how can people reach you and learn more about you and your work? 
Okay, so you can reach me through Outlander Magazine. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, or you can find me on Facebook, Carlotta Liotta, and um, Outlander Directory. So you can reach me through Outlander Magazine on all the digital platform or outlandermagazine.com, E-R-L-E-N-D-U-R. -E That's how it's spelled. That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Carlotta, for your time on this podcast. It was really brilliant to have your meaningful work, meaningful podcast. And I hope that my listeners also really appreciate what you have brought and sharing your gem and your wisdom also in the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you all. That is it for today. I will see you next week for another episode of this season eight. Hey. If you're ready to get more meaning in your life, make the money you deserve and lead a movement to change the world and become a recognized thought leader in your industry, you better get on my email list where I send unique tips and practical strategies every single week in your inbox. Sign up to receive my free personal branding checklist. This is a one-page checklist that will help you pinpoint immediately which of the seven areas you should focus on to create an influential personal branding and make a bigger impact. So just head over to francinebelay.com slash podcast that F-R-A-N-C-I-N-E-B-E-L-E-Y-I.com slash podcast. And until then, dream, act, and make an impact. Lots of love.